Good morning and good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast on Anchor and Spotify. Uh, my name is Pastor Eugene uh, Eugenio Luna, and it is an honor and pleasure to be here this morning with you guys and evening as well for all those uh, different time zones that we have in the U.S. and also across in the Middle East and the U- U.K., etc. And so I want to give a special shout out really quick to those that are listening on the podcast. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on here. It's been a quite a roller coaster ride for me, uh, everybody. Um, been through the ups and downs, been through going through a lot of hurdles, running this race for the Lord. It's been quite a journey. Also, I also want to tell you guys that I want to give a special shout out to the United States that are listening all across the states. I also want to give a shout out to Ireland, who's been tuning in also of the last previous ones of the episode that I had on the podcast and the sermons. I also want to give a special shout out to Germany, Philippines, Sri Lanka, Asia, uh, Kenya, Singapore, and Peru have just just joined in to the podcast. Over a percentage on the anchor have listened to 25%, Spotify 15, uh, of the Overcast 7%, Apple Podcast 4%, and the others that uh, are not being mentioned, but 49% have listened so far. Um, like I said, it's been a, quite a journey. Um, I've been going through a lot of things and, and everybody, you know, we've been, we just moved and, uh, God has just opened a door for us to have a bigger place, a bigger place to start this ministry, uh, unashamed of ministries is what it's called. And, you know, the Lord has, uh, called me to, to preach the gospel to all nations. And so I must, amen. So we must, well, all of us are to partake in this event and to, and, 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 spread the gospel of Christ to everybody. You know, the Bible says we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel and to every living creature that's in it. Every person is included. And so um, I have a special message. and not going to take too much of you guys' time, but I have a just a quick message I wanted to give out to you that are listening. Uh, I pray that this would help along with your walk. It would help with your ministry. Um, you as a person, as a, as a church for Christ, it's not the physical form of a building that is a church. It is a person itself that defines and makes it as a church. And so you are the church. You are as a person, as a church for Christ. As the light that carries through this world, you are that the, the Lord has placed that light into your heart. The flame that uh, burns up inside you is the light of, of the Lord forevermore. The continue to allow it to increase in your life. And everybody would begin to see the true works of God inside of you is what causes them to draw more to you. And so um, uh, I wanted to uh, uh, go ahead in prayer and, and, and pray in the name of Jesus. I wanted to allow the Holy Spirit to move in this moment, move in this, in this uh, uh, atmosphere right now to open our hearts, to open your minds in Jesus name. Amen. And so I wanted to, uh, also in this moment, I wanted to, uh, uplift everybody in prayer. You know, we want to uplift our countries, our nations, you know, for the time of COVID crisis still that are rising up in numbers, um, things that are just beginning to get a lot more harder or wherever other States are doing a lot of things differently or the, over in the UK or the Middle East. And so, um, we just want to uplift everybody right now, amen. We want to uplift the doctors. We want to uplift the the 
the hospitals and the overtime work that they do of just keeping everybody safe. And so let's go ahead and bow our heads before the Lord. Amen. Let's go ahead and just uh, give God this opportunity, this moment into, uh, into hearing our prayers. Amen. Because prayers do move. Prayers do mean a lot in, in, in behind the scenes. Amen. And they do work. They do work. The power of prayer does work. Amen. And so let's bow our heads before the Lord. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you, my Lord. We come before you, my God. And we pray right now, God, as one mind and one accord. We pray right now, God, that uh, over the nations across this globe, Father, that those that are listening, that their hearts will be touched, that their hearts will be uplifted, that encouragement will be upon them, upon their hearts, God. It will cause their heart to rise up and and, and get out of the, 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 the feeling of defeat, the feeling of discouragement. We, we, we pray right now your confidence and that their confidence in you will always remain, that they have confidence in you and complete trust. Father God, and this and this message of the gospel will be poured into their lives, that they would take every much as they can to study, to worship you, to seek you personally, Father God, not and to and to live within you with you in their lives publicly, not privately only, but publicly. I pray in Jesus' name, God, I pray for churches, ministries, ministries that are not even mentioned, Father God. I pray for them an upliftment in the name of Jesus. I also pray, Father God, that you would uh, continue to move your mighty hand upon those, God, that are that are feeling defeated. Um, I also pray for families and friends and all across the nations. Um, I pray for them, God, uh, during this whole moment of COVID crisis. People are, things are just getting a lot more harder, Father God. But this is where faith has to step into their hearts and their lives. That defines who they really are, God, and how much they trust you, how much they worship you worship you and how much they really love you so i pray in jesus name god that you would uh, take this stand holy spirit that you are welcome in this moment right now into this place that you would speak to those that are in need speak to those that are hardened hardened father god that need to understand the gospel that need to understand your word father forgive us for the times that we have uh, always stuck in our own way father forgive us for for um, the, the wrongfulness that we do in, in, against people, the wrong accusations or the wrong half, half, half perceiving things and not just being more uh, into detailed about a person's life. Forgive us for the way we have not loved each other. Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would correct our hearts, correct our minds and filter out the negativity and replace it with positiveness in our hearts and our minds. Father, we pray right now in Jesus' name. I pray right now, Father God, um, over the young generation that are rising up. Father God, I pray for those that will rise up as a church for you, Lord, uh, as the new seeds, Father God, as the new generational seeds that will begin to uh, make much more of a bigger impact for your kingdom. I pray for other churches, God, that are, you know, I pray for them, that people have been hurt by the church or people have been hurt by by certain individuals father god i pray that love and forgiveness will always be there love and forgiveness will always take place father god let us come together as the saints as gathering of the saints god and let us come together and to love and to forgive them and so we pray for those that who have been outcast and wrongfully accused or been wrongfully uh put down or any way god i just pray for them also that that the the, the calling is still there 
the calling will never end. That, uh, Father God, I pray that for the backsliders will come back from their ways, that they will come back into your presence, despite of what happened, despite of what has taken place, but they don't have to be a slave to, to a building. They don't have to be a slave to, to anything, but that they just come to you, God, and be a bond servant, and, and they t and take everything fully to what, um, what you have to what you have called them to do. So I pray in Jesus' most powerful name, let your words be known to your people. Let your Holy Spirit be known to those who are in need. Spiritual need, not physical need, but a spiritual need. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get further into the word of the Lord, amen. So I want to talk about the book of Acts. In the book of Acts chapter 4, we have a, an event about Peter's sermon um, on repentance also but also it took in place where peter and john were arrested and so we're gonna i have a few points which i'll give you in the end about this event that had taken place in the biblical times uh, uh, uh after christ's uh death burial and resurrection and so this was after that this is when they were filled with the holy spirit they were promised the holy spirit this was the day of pentecost and then down further in the book of acts of chapter four was their journey was already beginning of the ministry those who were called and appointed to minister and to go out to all the world and preach the gospel to all the nations and to every living creature. This is the church itself as people. They didn't have a building. They were as a people, group of people, what makes it a church, amen? And this is the building. This is the people that stepped out of the building and, and did what no other building could have done and flipped the world upside down in a way of, of, of with the gospel of truth. And so, I'm going to go ahead and read it. So, if you got your Bibles or got a Bible app, follow along. Amen. So, the book of Acts chapter 4, and this is what the word of the Lord reads. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. Amen? 5,000 people were witnessing the gospel being preached out of these men's mouths. Amen? And so, and it also took in place to where, the, you know, verse 2, it says they were being greatly disturbed. Why is that? Why, why were the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, why, why, why are all these uh, um, Pharisee-like people who, who claim to know Christ, who claim to have been, been the elected and the appointed ones of Christ, being so disturbed by the gospel of truth? You know, so there's a difference between religion as a building and those that are in it. There's a difference between the real church of Christ and the religion building who claims to serve Christ. And so we look at those who were appointed, who were God's first people, being greatly disturbed as the event takes place. They were so disturbed by this gospel who they claimed uh, to, to be a very great disturbance is what I'm reading here. And it just tells us that, that, that there are people in this world there's a lot of places in this world that are so greatly disturbed by hearing the message of Christ. I mean, you look at it also that, you know I mean, 
anywhere you go, when you have the opportunity to minister to about Jesus to somebody, there's always going to be that person that's going to try to forbid you. That's always going to try to say something to you. Who's always just going to try to find ways to lay hands on you and uh, and, and and just because they, they don't want you around. And they're so greatly disturbed by by the teachings or, or the preaching that you do. Um, it looks at it also in a way that, you know, the disturbance, you know, the gospel of truth, the, the Bible itself will speak always it's by itself. It'll always lay out truly what it says and people will take it to a lot of different levels and many angles of forms and how they feel. And so, the uh, and we get down further, you know, after they were... They, they, they put them into custody. They were arrested for preaching in the name of Jesus. They were arrested for preaching the gospel of truth. And instead, you know, we look at these are people who, who claim to know Jesus, who claimed to, to know the word of God, who claimed to, 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 to all its practices, thinking they were right and the others were wrong. And we look at it, it's like a control of the dictatorship in a way. And so we look down further, as the gospel says here in verse 4, However many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000, as I was reading. So verse 5, And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. So Caiaphas is actually actually mentioned again in the Bible, in the New Testament. It wasn't uh, Caiaphas' uh, exist uh, scenario existence scene didn't end where after the after the death and burial and resurrection of Christ. Caiaphas was still involved in the day of of Peter's uh, sermon and repentance and being arrested. You see, um, even though. I learned something here about, about the book of Acts of chapter 4 about Caiaphas. It seems that he still didn't have a change of heart after witnessing what he'd done towards Christ and his followers. We also see that Caiaphas still remained the same and being greatly disturbed by the evidence of truth and denies it, still denied it, and still stuck in his ways. So we see people, no matter what miracle comes their way, they're still going to be greatly disturbed by it. Because why? Because it's done in Christ. It's done in Christ Jesus. We see people that don't want to hear about Jesus' name, but they rather have remnants of just hearing the word God. Well, what God do you believe in? You can't just say God, but what God are you, are you worshiping? What God are you serving? And so we look at down further. Let's get down back to the, the point here. As, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and as many were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. So this is like a royal kind of type of family who sits in the highest places, who only associate with each other. In verse 7, And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? So that's exactly to the point what I was saying I mean, we look at in this age too, people don't want to hear the name of Jesus, but they want to just say, just say God instead. Okay, well, well, what? there's many gods, but what God are you referring to? 
And this is what they were telling him. But, why, what, but what name are you doing this stuff in the name of? What name are you doing this of? It's the same thing with Jesus was also at, uh, questioned about his works. Well, what, by what works do you do this stuff? By what authority do you speak so highly on these subjects? Well, I, I do it in the, in, the, in the name of my father. See, Jesus always mentioned God's name in, in this way. Like, I, I don't do these works like at all. It is God that's in me that's doing these works. It is God that is moving behind the scenes and healing the lame, the blind, and everybody, setting people free, the love and the compassion. And so we look at also, they questioned Peter and John, by what name have you done this? Verse 8, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well? Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. So meaning they were judged wrongfully, they were accused wrongfully by a good miracle deed done through them by the Holy Spirit. I mean, isn't that crazy that I mean, look at it. These are people that are coming against the church of Christ as a, as a people, not as a building, as a people. We got the, 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 uh, stuck, the, the stuck individuals that claim to know Jesus, that claim to know the word of God, have studied it for so long. They're, they're smart, they're intelligent, but in the end, they're so greatly disturbed by the movement of Christ's followers and the miracles that are done outside of the church, that are done outside of the building. Isn't that crazy that there's a term that Elvis has left the built? Well, the church, the church of Christ has left the, 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 the physical building and became as a church. They became as a people together and, and moving and the, and the, by the Holy Spirit guiding them. That's all they ever had. And we see a lot of things that happen in this age with, with churches that, that just want controllability. Instead of moving by the Holy Spirit. And then when they see a work done outside of the walls, they, they I mean, we get some, we see some churches that are just, man, they don't have to speak it, but you can see the disturbance inside in their faces. You can see it in their hearts and, and it causes them to have such a the hardness instead of loving and supporting and saying, wow, that is awesome that God has made someone whole, that someone that God has set someone free through these gentlemen. The Holy Spirit is truly here, but we're not seeing this here in this event. We're just seeing some that are just disturbed they're 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 hateful they're 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 upset and you know because they're not they're not connected to a building you know they're just connected within themselves that's how the the pharisees were looking at this uh, because they they follow jesus that they don't want to follow the ways of the of the of the church building uh rules so we see these individuals as a church I mean, you look at them, they didn't stay one place to place. They moved. They moved. That's a real church. They move. They're moving. 
they're they're spreading the gospel. They're preaching to the nations. They're laying it down. They're as long as along the way, they're they're healing the sick, casting out demons, setting people free. Now, a building is just an assembly uh, for the people to come to fellowship. I get that, and I won't come against that in any way. But they're I'm not saying all buildings have the same ideal and idea of, of things, because we look at it also when in the day of Jesus heading towards. Jerusalem on a donkey, we see a church temple by where they were forbidding people to, to stop praising and worshiping whoever they were worshiping, but that whoever that person was was Jesus along the way. They didn't know that God himself was already on a donkey rolling by in his various presence, and they missed the opportunity to see it for themselves because they were so hardened and disturbed. And it even shows in that event, too, that if you look at it in the Bible, it even shows that they were praying still for the coming Messiah, not knowing that he just rolled by. That's what happens when you're stuck in your ways. You're stuck in, in, in thinking that you're always right, but literally you're not always right. You, you, you could be wrong, too. But it's not to just be defeated or feel uh, discouraged because you, you were wrong about something it's just to look at it in wisdom and say you know what i should have i should have uh thought a lot more differently i should have been careful with my words but let's get back really quick and i don't know who that message was for that part but thank you jesus if it was for you to listen to to hear about whatever it is that you're going through but let's get back into the word of god amen and i don't have a lot of time here but i want to be able to share this a little bit with you guys and so down further um after peter was uh, holding them accountable and reminding them of the crucifixion that they did towards Jesus and, 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 and reminding them that man, like that this work that we're doing, that, that this work that has been done to this man, this is the same evidence that what you did to Jesus when he was doing it, you were disturbed. Also, they were disturbed by the works of Christ uh, through, through him that his father was doing that the father was doing through Jesus and healing those people that were in need. That was a spiritual need. Not always have to be about money, but it's about a spiritual need. The first spiritual need you need is Jesus. The Holy Spirit to be filled in your life. That's all you ever need in the salvation of Christ. And so we look at it down here further, really quick here. Um, after the, the accountability. And it says here in verse 11... This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has been which has become the chief cornerstone. See, we see a lot of people, we see a lot of churches. They don't want to, you know, these are these were a church building of people who wanted the dictatorship, who wanted to dictate people's minds, who wanted to dictate people from believing, who wanted to dictate people and control them. I mean, isn't that so? Internet, uh, isn't that so weird that there are some churches out there, man, that fail to deny that what they are doing is wrong towards people's minds? Making them feel condemned or making them feel kind of wrong or defeated by something good that God is doing in their life. What happened to forgiving and loving each other? What happened to literally forgiving and loving them regardless? What, are, what, are, what have we become? I mean, this is, it, it, it's, it's what comes to my mind and my heart that, that, you know, there is a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of things in church that has a lot of rules. 
But sometimes people, I've seen a lot of people that come along the way and say, hey, I don't understand the, the in these church buildings. I don't understand these rules. Uh, they have so much of this, or so much of that. But when I look at it in the outworld, you know, religion says do, but Jesus says done. We need to be careful for those as the shepherds of the flock of God. We have to literally, literally seek God with all our heart, soul, mind, and body. We have to, we have to get a clear conscience of what God and the Holy Spirit is trying to do in us. We have to not forsake nor forbid any any sheep that is lost coming to to us for for uh, for um, some understanding. I mean, we as shepherds are responsible. For the flock. And you know. And I'm not coming against anybody in any way. If you feel offended. You know. I pray that you would. You know. Examine your own heart. Of why you're feeling such a way. And, you know me. I, I've had my differences. On a lot of things. Lately. But. You know. Honestly. In the outrun. I'm running the same race. And jumping the same hurdles. As that person is. We're all running the same race. So why should we have a competition. Why should we have a competition when someone can do a miracle uh, because of the Holy Spirit in that person and is able to heal a blind man? Why should we envy? We shouldn't envy that person. We shouldn't be disturbed by it. We should be supportive and say, wow, that person healed. that Through, through him, the Holy Spirit touched that person's life, healed that man's eyesight, healed that man's cancer, healed that man's arm growing as the same length as the other. We should be supportive for those things. In the vision, we all should should support and, and understand. Amen? And so we look down further, and I'll have a lot of time here. And so after, you know, that uh, Peter re reminding them the scripture, uh, quoted to them about this is the stone was rejected by you builders, which have become the chief cornerstone. Christ is the chief cornerstone of you over your life, not man. Man is not dictating over your life. Do not allow man to dictate and control your life. Allow Christ and the Holy Spirit to control your life and to tell you what you must do. And when you're in the wrong, examine your own heart. When the Holy Spirit reveals to you some of the wrong things in your heart, man, allow Christ to correct you. Allow Christ to, to remind you. Uh, allow the Holy Spirit to, to teach you and to show you. But to love, also love those who fail to look in themselves uh, and, and and only see the wrong in you. I know how that feels. I've been there multiple times with people. I've been put down. I've been I've been condemned. I've been told things wrong. When all that person can see is the truth in themselves, which is only not even truth. But you know, it's not our call to to fight and pick a fight with them. You know, what we could do is turn the other cheek. But to also stand bold in, in the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit in you, stand bold, man, in the name of Jesus. Stand bold and keep your head high and look to the one who will always come through. So verse 12, nor, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So he's saying there is no other name greater than Jesus. There is... No other greater God out there. There is no other God, matter of fact, that can save you except Christ. Verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter 
and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. Get that? Isn't that funny? Isn't that crazy that in churches we see that happening? They look at you in a certain wrong way. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. How someone can perceive you wrong and say you're uneducated. You're untrained. You don't follow our rules. You don't follow us. You don't partake in our seminaries. You don't do in any such ways. Do not feel self-doubt inside yourself. Do not feel like you've been defeated. Because we look at a lot of subjects in the Bible. We see a lot of events that take place with men that God chose. They were uneducated as well. Some were educated. Some were smart. Some were intelligent. You know, but we look at like Moses, for example. Moses had a stuttering problem. He was a murderer. He hit a body and didn't get away with it. But, you know... And he had a stuttering problem. He couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't feel himself. He couldn't teach. He couldn't lead some people. But God still chose him anyways. That's a father that loves you and cares about you. Not what's your outer appearance, but what's inside of you. He cares about the most. Man only sees the outer side of you and only cares on how you move, how you talk, or whatever. Men will always judge you by your outside appearance. Some may judge from what comes out of you. But it's not man's way to judge you. It is God's judgment only on the seat of him having that holy right to judge you. For what you've done or what have you caused. But that's between you and Jesus. When you meet together in the afterlife. And so we look down further. Uh, so after the boldness that they saw in Peter and John. And they perceived they were uneducated, uneducated, untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. They realized, they say, hold up, hold up. These men were with Christ. These are the same guys we just seen in Jerusalem right there in the moment. This is the same guys that walked with Christ and we talked bad about. We talked that they were unclean. They were, their hands were not washed in a proper way. And so we look down in verse 14. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could not say anything against it. They couldn't say anything against it. They wanted to find something to say against it, but they didn't. But isn't that funny that they, didn't, they did that to Jesus? They said that Jesus set people free in the name of Beelzebub. They, that Jesus was doing the works of Beelzebub. That is so crazy, isn't it? But when they had commanded them to go aside, aside, Outside of the out of the council, they conferred among themselves. See, this is where they were as, as a building, they're, they're, as these as these so-called followers, supposedly the so-called believers in Christ. They were coming amongst themselves to what they must do to them. And here it goes, and saying, "What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle, see, notable miracle, has been done through them." Is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. See, they couldn't deny the work that was done of a man being cleansed and healed, set free. Verse 17, but so that it spreads no further among the people. This is what they're saying among themselves. So, But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. Verse 18, so they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. 
That is crazy because there are people in this world, in businesses, etc., that will forbid you, even in the street, forbid you from speaking in Christ. Isn't that funny that some media places like basketball, I know that that Steph Curry, a believer in Christ, was told, don't mention Jesus' name, but you can say God is a reverent way. Isn't that funny that there are places like that that would try to forbid you? And you know, you know, deep down in your heart, Jesus is everything in your life. Christ is your savior. And there are some churches out there that, that, that you know, they're stuck in the old way. That are stuck like Pharisee-like. And that'll do whatever it takes to try to ruin you. Try to doubt you. Try to say you can't open up the ministry. Your ministry is going to crumble. Oh, you're, doing, you're living in this way. You're doing it in this way. And it's not done out of love, but it's done in a wrongful way. I mean, you got some places that are, you know, that'll get super offended by this subject. But isn't that what the gospel of truth is? Is to expose the things in people's lives to bring them to the light so that they can know and understand to say, wow, okay, I get it now. But there are some churches out there that are so hard and hearted, stuck into their own way. But with to love them. We're to forgive them and move on. We're to, to, to move forward. With, you know, because the Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ to those who follow him. There's no condemnation. So when you're feeling some kind of condemnation by, because of what people say to you or what they have to say to you or what they feel they have to say to you, move forward from it. When you know God knows deep in your heart of your sins, you know, now, I learned once one thing, you know, counting other people's sins and exposing them to them is not going to get you right with Christ. It's not going to make your hands slate clean. You're still responsible for that person's life regardless. Regardless if you, uh, if you lay the truth out to them. And if they take in full consideration, yes, you're still held accountable for that flock. You're still held accountable for each sheep that comes in your flock. And so we look down further. Don't ever forbid anybody for speaking in the name of Jesus. Don't ever forbid anybody from speaking in the name of Christ. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God you judge. For we cannot speak but things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them, but because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man, for the man was over forty years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, "Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and sea." And all that is in them. And by the mouth of your servant David has said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles of the people of Israel. And the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. 
Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed the place where they had where they were assembled together and it was shaken, that uh, were, were, <laughs> and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now the multitudes who believe of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of these the things he possessed was his own. And they all had things in common. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among who lacked them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. And they laid, uh, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they were distri 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 distributed to each as one anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought it the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So let me tell you something. In Jesus' name, all things through Christ are possible. Through, through God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. But with man, it is impossible. You know, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Philippians 4.13. So let that be a reminder. Man, we're all running the same race. We're all jumping the same hurdles. In Christ, we're all running the same race. But if you're in competition and you feel threatened by certain people or a person who comes to Christ, you're feeling threatened by them or you're feeling some kind of, uh, of hatred and you're hiding it, you need to come to Christ. You need to repent how you feel towards your brethren, how you feel certain towards a certain person. You need to repent. We need to repent. We all need to repent. We all need to come clean with God. But the outrun is when you're out there being cleaned by Christ and you encounter that same person, how are you going to feel? What are you going to think or what are you going to say? Don't ever let nobody forbid you for speaking in the name of Jesus when Jesus' name is greater among all. Christ is your Savior. If you really truly love Him, keep Him always in your life. Let us all keep Christ in our life. We all need him. We all need him. Amen. We all need Jesus. We all need grace. We all need forgiveness. You know, that, and, and I don't have a lot of time, but I want to go ahead and pray. You know, amen. Let's get our hearts right before the Lord. Let, let, us, let, let us make this change. You know, we can try to say we want to change, but we need to really mean it. We need real change. For the better, not for the worst. Uh, let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we come before you, my God. I pray that all that have listened to your message. It's not, it wasn't a lot, Lord, but it, I hope and pray that this means something to somebody that is listening. Someone that's hurtful, hurting. Someone that is, uh, or, or even feeling offended or disturbed by a certain person because of the miracles that you're doing in that person's life. I pray in Jesus' name, we're all running the same race and jumping those same hurdles, God. Father, forgive us for the ways that times we have not loved. Forgive us for the times that we have not forgiven the way we should, the way we're supposed to, as your word says. Forgive us for certain things that we take out of scripture to hurt somebody 
or even like come against them in a wrongful way when we should be talking along beside them. Father, forgive us for the ways that we do not think right in our hearts. Father, that's why our hearts need you. Our hearts need to be healed. Our hearts need to be surgically, spiritually surgeoned on. So I pray in the name of Jesus, let this gospel, this truth be spread through nations to hear. I pray for the families and friends across the globe and churches that are out there that are serving you as a people. In Jesus' name I pray. Always come through, Lord. Hear our prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's all I have to say. Um, that's all I have to share for this moment before I go to work, guys. Um, keep us in prayer uh, that there, there will be more come to these episodes. I promise you this in Jesus' name. I promise that God will always hold me accountable to come through with, 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 with more episodes of, of, of the podcast for people to listen to, people to turn into, tune into to the gospel of truth, to hear the word of God. You know, it, it would be really selfish and foolish for a person who has a gift to use of not using it and hold back the more what he should be laying out for people. It's, 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 a, it's a shame to see a gift be wasted and take it to the grave and not use it at all. So I pray, use your gift. Connect to those that know, that you know have fully the Holy Spirit inside of them, that are filled with Christ's love, that are filled with, with accountability of love, not coming you at you in wrong ways of, of getting upset and angry with you when they should be loving you and telling you, hey, let us allow us, the Holy Spirit, to do what He must do in our hearts. Sometimes we do some things that the Holy Spirit is, is having a hard time with us. We need to stop grieving the Holy Spirit. We're living nearer as it gets, I believe. We're, 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 we'd be wasting a lot of time if we're not trying to get right with God. So I pray, brothers and sisters, I thank you for tuning in and I pray that, that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the things in your heart. It will reveal the things that you're going through. That you're having a hard time with certain people. Get past that in Jesus' name. I say that with, con uh, with, with encouragement. Amen. So, 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 so step out of that zone. Step out of your, 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 your zone and move forward. When God sees that you're comfortable in certain things, God's going to get you out of that comfortability to make you uncomfortable so that you're able to move. So I pray this all in Jesus' name. And thank you for tuning in. Tune in for another episode tomorrow morning um, around 11 o'clock. So thank you, brothers and sisters. Uh, thank you in Jesus' name. And, and you all have a good rest of the day, amen. And uh, stay spiritually minded, kingdom-minded in Christ. Uh, and have a sober mindset and be vigilant. Amen. Amen. So, so, um, y'all have a good rest of the day and, and shalom. That the hope, may the hope God's present, may God's peace be upon you all. Amen.